This episode is brought to you by Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to reschedule or book a trip, one of our agents will be glad to help you get your free quote. You can go ahead and email them at info at yourstorytravel.com or visit their site at yourstorytravel.com. You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's super califragilistic, I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So, Grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go. Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem free philosophy. Well, happy hump day, everybody. Thanks for bringing us into your home, car, or wherever you may be. This is Nick, and I'm joined by our agents from Your Story Travel Company. This is episode 512, and today we're going to be discussing the latest reopening developments. And then later, we are going to share our top five experiences we miss at Disney while stuck at home amid all of the fiascos that are going on right now. So as we begin, let's go ahead and properly introduce everybody. So I know our listeners can't see this right now, but up in our top left corner for me, I have Gina. Gina, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? From, well, you're not from Cincinnati. You're south of Cincinnati. You're in Kentucky, correct? Yes. I am about 20 minutes south of Cincinnati. We have Vicki from St. Peter's, excuse me, O'Fallon. We have Margie from, I don't know where in Texas, Margie, I apologize. Uh, Dallas. Dallas, Texas. All right. Stephanie, Lake St. Louis. Sarah, North Carolina. We also have Betsy from Boise, Idaho. I said it right this time. Yes. And of course, my mother, St. Charles. And then we also have Miranda and Longmont, right? Longmont, Colorado? Yep. All right. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) I remembered all those. Nuts. I can't even remember what I had for lunch today, people. (laughs) I'm sure it was pizza. Mm, no. Chicken fingers. Nope. You know, you know, I actually cannot remember what I had for lunch today. Oh, pulled pork. I had pulled pork today. Leftovers. Right. Yeah, leftovers. I had leftovers. I wanted to go in real quick and talk about uh, Chapik. He was on television today talking about, well, this would be a couple days ago for you guys listening right now, but he was on TV talking about the Shanghai opening. Did you guys catch this? Yeah, yeah. He had he had some good stuff. Um, he talked about how things are promising right now in Shanghai Disneyland. Uh, take it for what it's worth. But uh, he said everybody is obeying the social distancing guidelines. Um, also, he was talking about the requirements with the social distancing. And I know I sent something out just the other day to all of our agents as well. A little video from the VP of Operations that was talking about the um, social distancing guidelines. 
So he showed a little bit of that. He also talked about masks and how likely they're going to be required. Like they're already required over there at Shanghai Disneyland, but that was one of the main things. And he said that at the very end. And if you guys caught the interview, kind of, he had a little curl, a little smile at the, at the corner. And I think I can only assume the reason why he had a little smile there at the end is because that was kind of like dropping a bombshell to the American people, right? I mean, wearing masks is not a common thing for us. And especially in the heat, where it's going to be damp and you talk about earlier you know sarah you're talking about the humidity it's very humid down there at walt disney world and so that's just a petri dish inside your mask for all sorts of things to grow inside am i right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds nasty right i know right like who's gonna i don't know i don't know if american if american people we're gonna have to wear a mask regardless if you want to go into disney world but you know what sounds grosser to me though having covid so, I have a friend who has it, and it's absolutely horrible. So we talked about how cast members are going to have to wear masks, guests are going to have to wear masks, people are going to go through temperature checks at checkpoints before they even enter the parks, things that we've kind of already knew about, and things that shouldn't shock us up to this point. But what did you guys think of that interview? You had a chance to watch it? So um, one thing that I, I don't know, when I was looking at how Orange County is possibly doing things, when they've discussed phase one, phase two, phase three, they were saying that phase one would be like at 50% capacity from what I had been gathering. And I know over there in Shanghai, they're doing 30% capacity, which seems a lot more reasonable to slowly move it up and start at 30%. I think 50% is pretty high to start at. And it's easier there, too, because the way Chapik described it in the interview, he talks about the tickets being sold as short book. Uh, I think he calls them short book market tickets, where basically the tickets are sold during that week by, you know, they're selling to locals, sort of like in Anaheim, right? A lot of their tickets there in Anaheim and Disneyland are sold to the locals there, and they typically sold the week of. Uh, which is completely different than like Disney World. You know, those aren't considered short book, you know, market items. Um, but yeah, I, I, he talked about that, the 30% capacity. And his goal um, was, and I don't know if this compared to what their full capacity is there at Shanghai Disneyland. I'm not sure. But I know he was talking about how he every week he, he his intentions is to increase that number by 5,000 over there at Shanghai Disneyland. Which I think is a great approach. Yeah, completely agree. Um, and I, and again, I don't know what like full capacity is over there at Shanghai Disneyland, but starting off at thirty percent, I wouldn't even know what is that. I well, I the number I think it's about twenty four thousand. Yeah, twenty four thousand people. Yeah, thirty percent is about twenty four thousand people at Disneyland Shanghai. Awesome. Thanks, Margie, on that one. Appreciate so says that. the Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> and, and you're siding you're hired that's something i lack all the time i don't cite anything when i have it I, i'll even have it on my notes and, and i just forget to cite them all the time anyway that's funny um but the 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 social distance or distancing video i sent you guys the other day with the parade routes and that the short parade the parade route itself was shortened the parade itself was short like they didn't have all the cast members there. I'm really surprised they're actually going to do parades. Are you? 
Yeah. Well, what I found interesting is that they marked off the places where people can't stand because they said that people obeyed that better than signs of where you could stand. Isn't that I was like, that is that so interesting. interesting. <laughs> Psychological. It is. It's like you, you don't have to think. Right? Like curious. you just step into the blank spot. Yeah. I'm curious. Do y'all think they would um, do anything where they institute a virtual queue like they have for Rise of the Resistance for the bigger e-ticket attractions where you're seeing really long lines like Slinky Dog. Um, Flight you know, of Passage. I remember walking on Rise of the Resistance on our trip in January and I walked on with my daughter and we were nowhere close to anyone else because there were so few people walking onto the ride at one time. It's so hard with, and that, and that would be a great um, implementation if they could do that because it would allow for that, Sarah. I don't, how did that affect your trip? Like how did that affect not even, not your trip, but like the logistics for that day, doing the whole virtual queue thing. It ended up a great experience for us because we got there and we ended up with a number nine boarding group so we walked on to Slinky Dog, and then right when we got off of Slinky Dog, we were called for our boarding group. Went right over there, got on Rise of the Resistance, and were able to meet my husband and my younger daughter back at the front of the park, um, right when the park, after it opened, basically, which was really nice. And so you had to be there to actually make those, to make the virtual queue. Yes. Like a GPS had to, your phone had to find that you were actually there. I like that. I would, I would hope if they think, I'm sure they're thinking about that. Would it be great if they could get rid of that function though of having to be at the park? So sort of like a fast pass system. You bring up a good point, Sarah. Uh, well, which I have heard of people think? where they would early on when you were getting a, like if you got boarding group number 63, for example, I had heard of people leaving the park and waiting for their boarding group to be called, and then they would drive back, or if, especially if they were local. Um, wow! So they must allow, they must give a huge buffer for people to make it to the attraction. Well, I think it depends on your boarding group and how close you are. Um, so I went in January too, mm-hmm. and I did the same thing, but we didn't get board, till boarding group 140. So oh, what did we do? We had this. We got there at seven in the morning. We didn't ride the ride till 7:30 at night. So that's kind of puts a damper on things, yes. you know. If you want to ride one ride and you got to wait the whole day, <laughs> so, right? Yeah, that really makes for a logistical nightmare. When we were at Christmas, it had only been open for a short time, and so. I, and you guys, if you listen to my trip report, you know this anyway, people were getting in line at 2.30 and 3 o'clock in the morning to try to get um, a boarding group for that ride. So by 5.30, they had already given all the things out for the day. So anybody who came after that, so like if you would have got there, Betsy, you wouldn't have got on because they would have already given them all away. And at that time, they did not have those little A-frame signs out that said all of the passes. I think those came after the fact. Because I know we all saw that like in the news and stuff where they would put those out so people knew you can come, just know in advance you're not going to get a um, wait time for the Rise of the Resistance. But there so was be- a two-hour block to get back to it. Yes. Okay. So the two-hour block. Mm-hmm. Well, so when I was there, there was only one hour. We only had one hour to go back. Well, they adjusted it. Yeah. 
Well, and haven't they changed it to where it they don't open up for boarding passes until the park actually opens? My friends went in February, yeah. and they couldn't even get them until like eight o'clock when the park actually opened. Yeah. Correct for especially for I mean for Rise of the Resistance, yeah, you have to be there when the park opens, and it would be a great tool if they could use that, but and like do away with having to actually be at the parks, but just go to a solely a fast pass system, so you know exactly when your rides are and. So everybody is navigating, but, and not just three rides. Like if you're going to do, if you're going to make sure everybody's truly social distancing and you have specific pockets of groups only going to certain places in the parks, which would be a way to control everything. Of course, this is all speculation. Everybody listening, like this isn't anything that Disney has said they're going to do. This is just us throwing out our opinion, but it would be great. So, you know, since Sarah mentioned the whole um, virtual queue stuff to be able to do that for any ride, right? Like maybe you get six for the day and once you complete the six you keep going and, and, and do more um that way you could control at least the populace the direction or the logistics of how they're rotating around the park for like a little bit uh, for the day um but one other thing i want to mention too with bolstein so bolstein is the vp of operations there at shanghai disneyland and he was taking the news crew on a tour did you guys catch how well, first off, every ride was at 50% capacity. Mm-hmm. Every other row was filled. So no matter where you, roller coaster, a boat ride, whatever it may be, it was every other row, which would be kind of nice, especially in the heat of Disney World, right? <laughs> Everybody stinks um, and, they're, and they're burning up and they're hot. But did you see like when they finished, they had people quickly wipe everything down like before the other people entered onto the ride. So they're they're disinfecting everything before, i didn't catch that which um was really neat you know i mean who wants to get on a ride after you've seen some dude get off that's hot sweaty and, and sticky looking right and we've all done it you get on that ride and or you know what i'm saying it's sort of like putting your your elbows down on a table when you go to a restaurant and they just wipe down the counter it's nasty you know what i'm talking about like that feeling um i would rather have that feeling if it was disinfectant wipes than sweat and so i when i saw them doing that i was like thank goodness you know they're going through and they're doing that i wish they would have implemented that way before this had ever taken place but uh i caught that and so those are two things that you can see in the video that are being implemented right now and i I think we're probably going to see that here at walt disney world as well Uh, a lot of great things that we saw in that video is there anything else that intrigued anybody on that on that video at all Mm -hmm. okay um, Not on that video, but while you're talking about Shanghai, um, I, as much as I was excited that they were open, um, they had already had 17 new cases of COVID-19 in the um, area where Shanghai is. So Not necessarily from Disney. But oh, they just in had, the city of Shanghai? Yes. They said Considering that the population of Shanghai, I, I would say that's extremely amazing. Right. I'm just saying that they wanted to, uh, there was an article that I read from um, Shanghai Disneyland. I don't know. I didn't. I can't cite it for you. Sorry, Miss Margie. Um, but I believe <laughs> just it, say it Hollywood was, Reporter. I know. I think it was actually <laughs> it was from, just because I had it open and I was reading it right then. Oh. <laughs> I was I trying to find the answer from like a person, a reporter from Shanghai. But they were saying that they were surprised that Disney opened um, because they had already had an increase of seventeen more people with the. COVID-19, they thought Disney would wait a little bit longer before they did 17? that. 17? 
they have like probably like well, millions in Shanghai. Well, they already made the kids go back to school, so I think that they could have something to do with that as well. Seventeen. Yeah, kids. We're going to see that here too. Eventually, just you know, with the states that are starting to open back up. Um, I think some of the numbers are going to increase before they even start going back down. Population of Shanghai is twenty-four million. Ooh. And if only seventeen in one day, I'll take it. That's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> good. Considering, I'm sure it was like in the thousands um, before, man. Anyway, not that I want anyone to have COVID. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, if, if that was an increase, you said too, Vicky. Do what? That was an increase. Yeah, that was 17 more cases of it. I wonder, just in so the wonder, first day that they opened. Okay, so I wonder if that was a 17 uh, total increase on like the average increase throughout the week or something. You know what I'm saying? Like 17 more on top of the day before or something like that. Right. I right. I read it. I just read to you exactly what I was told. That they um, already had reported 17 new cases. So I found this interesting. So, you know, Walt Disney World is no longer allowing dining and res- reservations for the month of June. You know, just a week ago, you could get on and you could make reservations for June. Uh, now that has disappeared and now you can't make any reservations, modifications or, or changes, whatever it may be for individuals in June that are going out to Disney World. And and Disney hasn't stated that they're going to open up in June or July. I still think, is my own opinion, I still think everything points to a June 1st. What do you guys feel? Um, I'm thinking like maybe the second week of June. Second week of June? Yeah. You guys think June? July at the middle. I do too. So my only indication, because people haven't been allowed to modify or change, I mean... We had an individual call on a trip for June and they wouldn't let the, they wouldn't let one of our agents push the trip back. They, hmm. they had, they had to keep it or cancel it. That's uh, weird. Wow. Did one last week that they went, I just did one last week that they were booked for the second week of June and they actually allowed me to, they, push it back. they allowed them to push it back. Hmm. Okay. That's good. Um, it just got me thinking. I wonder why, if they're not making any more reservations, if they've kind of reached that 50% capacity for the parks. Because I know, what is that? I printed off the whole phase plan. You guys have probably seen this as well. But you have the the Florida reopening phase plan. And where it talks about theme parks being at 50% capacity uh, at social gatherings. Let's get see if we can get to phase. I think it may be in phase two for theme parks here if I can find it you think 50% capacity was phase 2 I thought that was phase 1 that's phase 2 so uh, large sporting events and theme parks venues to 50% capacity for phase 2 what was Um, phase 1 then phase 1 I think it was just the restaurants and the hotels wasn't it right the theme parks was not mentioned they weren't even on no, they are on phase one and 25%. Okay. Yeah, 25% capacity on phase one. So I went ahead and I and I printed this out because this will actually kind of give us a better idea of all of us that are you know just guessing when Walt Disney World's going to open. I think once we figure out when, because we're in phase one right now, I think what, a week and a half ago, phase zero was implemented and then now we are in phase one. I think once we get to phase two, and of course, you know, the disclaimer they have 
is it will be up to the people on when they will reach phase two. Whatever that means. Um, I guess on how well they social distance and the numbers going down. But the quicker we get to phase two, I think that will give us a better indicator of when they'll hit phase three and then go back to normal operations. But I think I all, heard that those phases are supposed to go at two weeks at a time. Two weeks at a time? Yeah, okay. Phase one will be two weeks and then it'll go into phase two if the numbers are still, you know, even or going down. So I initially heard of, and Gina, you probably then did too. Sounds like you've been looking at this. I thought there was a four-phase plan in Florida. That's what I kept hearing. And then when I looked it up on Florida State website, it was a fa- it was a three-phase plan. Yeah, I'd only heard about the three. Okay, about the three. So check this out, guys. In uh, phase one, of course, individuals that are older than 65. <laughs> Mom, that's you. Um, if you have, you're, you're very You're welcome. <laughs> We're under With the bus. Us, with serious underlying uh, medical conditions, obviously they want all those individuals to stay home in phase one and in phase two, by the way. Uh, social gatherings, no more than 10 people, six feet apart. That's kind of been the norm. I, I kind of think that's been the standard quo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for the whole nation. <coughs> travel, if you're if you're a Floridian and you travel outside the state and come back, I feel sorry for those individuals. Like, well, Gina, you travel from Kentucky, right? Mm-hmm. Into Ohio and back and forth. Like My so, if you if you lived in Florida, you would have to stay in for 14 days because you traveled outside of state, right? It's crazy. Um, let's see here. Bars, 50% capacity or 50% of sales uh, should remain closed. So only 50%, I guess, of your bar or should be open. Um, parties not to exceed 10 people. Disinfect all surfaces, all surfaces after use. One thing I really liked about the restaurants that you have to wipe down the menus if they're laminated, disinfect them and disinfect the tables. Like that's a huge plus kind of goes back. Who's been to a restaurant where it's like all wet and they wipe it down with like a washcloth that they've used all night long. Mm -hmm. I feel like they should have been doing this along. along. Right. (laughs) I mean, something drastic like this for everybody to actually start doing what they're, what they should have been doing. Right. It was good to see the public beaches open though, during this phase one, you know, you're starting to see that all over the media. I know my friends that live down in Sarasota, also in the Orlando area, you know, they're taking pictures again of going out to the beach and, and fishing and doing all that fun stuff. So phase one, it's 10 or less individuals. You have to remain six feet apart, obviously, while you're out on the beach. Now, is um, it just residents of Florida that are allowed to do that or are people coming in from other states? So I don't see anything on here from Florida's website that says anything about anyone from another state. It just says beach access limited to 10 or less individuals, six feet distance between each. Well, it says groups, not individuals. So 10 in a group, six feet apart. Interesting. Um, which brings us into phase two. And phase two has the same thing with the 65-year-old stay at home. They have medical conditions. But social gathering jumps up from 10 to 50. Whoa. That's a huge increase. That's a big increase. Huge increase. You have uh, bars and pubs and nightclubs are still at 50% occupancy. Restaurants, parties, you can have parties up to 10 people in a party. Up to 75% capacity in phase two. Um, 
And that also, let's see, that also goes for like recreational areas and gyms, state parks, public beaches are fully open in phase two. So that's when beaches are completely open. Other large venues up to 75%. And then we have theme parks up to 50%. It's not until the third phase, which I think theme parks, and that's the one that we're mostly interested in, right? On the third phase where theme parks, I think are just good to go at that point. Um, yeah, theme parks may return to normal operations with limited social distancing protocols. So it's, it's up to the organization or the entity um, for their social distancing protocols. So like Disney, if they want to keep doing the whole check your temperature, they pretty much can do what they want and refuse you if you don't comply. That's what I get out of that. It's going to be interesting to see if some of this is still implemented when we go in October. I know, right? I uh, For... The trips coming up this summer, I'm interested to see how they, like the late summer trips, I'm interested to see how those go with some of our clients and, and even my own. I, I'm still 50-50 if uh, I'm going to cancel my trip here in July. Um, it's late July. I think I'm going to kind of wait it out to see what it looks like, but um, it should be interesting. I kind of want to go just to see what the process is like. Does that sound crazy? I think you should go back and report back to us. Yeah. And we'll know if it's safe. Right. <laughs> if I come back glowing or something. I don't Recorded, think you take pictures. Glowing, I'm not sure that's what you're going to be doing, but okay. <laughs> so, <clears throat> did you guys see that essential uh, work on, well, Cruise returned to perform essential work on projects at Disneyland? I didn't my, see that. You're my Disneyland guru over there, Betsy and, and Miranda. Did you guys see that? I didn't. You didn't see it? You get, well, you guys would be happy on this. Be happy because then it's like, get the work done. So when we go back, it's all done. Well, yeah. I'm glad to see that it was California as well. They've had some of the tightest restrictions uh, other than New York out there. So I was really, it was really neat to see that. Um, so according to the, this is the article, according to the Orange County Register. There you go. I'm citing. The Disneyland Resort has brought in a limited number of construction crews to perform work related to the Avengers Campus. That everybody's looking forward to Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway projects and a few others uh, around in the area. So that's, that's some hope. That's some sign that uh, things are moving in the right direction. Um, Where are they is, planning to put the Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway in Disneyland? In Toontown. <gasps> oh, fun. Get rid of Roger Rabbit. It's <laughs> not replacing Roger Rabbit. It's going to be the back of the, I know it's going to be the back of the huge gift shop that they had in the center. Oh, are you, are you a fan of Toontown, Miranda? I'm I'm not. I'm not a fan of that Toontown area. I feel like it bothers me because I know what it could have been. Like it's about time to update it and add like more virtual interactive stuff as opposed to just being plastic and cardboard looking. Yeah. But like it's technic tech uh what am I trying to say? Techie advancements, like update it a little bit. I totally agree with you. It's to me it's very it's cheesy. I don't know. And I've never really been a Roger Rabbit fan. And that's all I think of is Roger Rabbits and <laughs> what you're supposed to. You're supposed to think of this cartoon world. And it's just, it's, I don't know, it's off-putting to me. Could be better. But they're putting a cool ride back there. Speaking of technological advancements, they're putting that Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway in there. Kind of blurred that R. Slurred the R's there. Mm -hmm. anyway. Say it five times fast. I know, right? 
What else you guys got? I've been talking so, this entire time. Um, you can cut National me off Ge anytime. National Geographic has an eight-part drama series they're they're putting out to Disney Plus in the fall, and it's called The Right Stuff, and it's based on um, the book by Tom Wolfe and um, explores the life of the men and their families from the NASA's Mercury 7. Now, I know I'm not a huge space person, but I know there are a lot of people out there, so I wanted to make sure that I reported that. Um, it looked pretty cool, if you guys know anything about NASA. Um, I don't live in Florida. None of you guys live in Florida yet. Notice I said yet. Ah. Um, well, I mean, I think we all hope that we live there someday, or Disney, or you guys that are closer to California, maybe you hope that you live there. But it talks all about um, what he wrote about, and he talks in detail about those astronauts. So, very cool. If you have boys, I'm sure they will really like it, because that seems like a boy thing. A vacation down there just for that stuff, because that's Do where we, I'm sorry. we've thought about going down there for just a vacation. <clears throat> and because um, we stayed in Cocoa Beach when we went on the cruise and my husband's like oh we should just go on vacation here and go to NASA and all that I mean I've done it but he hasn't it, I mean it seems really fun I've never I've never done it I was going to go Kennedy Space Center I, I was going to head out there with Tam in June um, but of course you know our cruise got nixed so we're not going to be heading out there mom you took us. You've already, to you've already been there, Nick. Yeah, you took us back in '84, right? I, you were, yeah. Were four. Eighty-five. <laughs> you were about four. You were so going it was four. So maybe it was eight, 1984. I remember heading out there though. Um, but it, how big is the center? Do they have a center in Houston. I know they have. Do they have? There's a little small one in Huntsville, right, Alabama. I know they have a Huntsville location. I think, they have. I think a space the camp in Huntsville. Yeah, there's a like a just outside of Alabama. There's just a little like spaceship thing. It's just like a little park thing. But there, oh, we've been there. Yeah, yeah. I've been to that but one. The training facility there in Huntsville, somewhere. Well, it, they got space camp there. Okay. Where, where kids could go. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, in the Alabama. They have anything out there in Houston? I should probably know this, but uh, I don't know. The Houston Space Center out there at all? I have not been to Houston Space Center. Yeah. NASA. I mean, NASA's They'll, down in Houston. So, they, uh, you know, these documentaries that you're talking about, Vicki, they're pretty legit. Have you, and if, if you guys had a chance to watch some of the other documentaries, like the Discovery kind mm -hmm. of things that they have on Disney+. Mm -hmm. Plus, We watched the elephant one, and it made my youngest daughter shed the saddest tears when the older, I forget, like the matriarch elephant passed away, she lost it. <laughs> yeah, they spare yeah. no like time going right into these cute little animals just dying. It's it's like it's re it's they throw reality right into the face of these kiddos like boom. <laughs> Colin's glued to them. He can't get enough of them. Of course, he loves the you know he loves planet or Blue Earth and whatever the other one is, Planet Earth, Blue Earth. He, he loves all of those. Or Blue Planet, something Blue like planet, that. Something like that. Yeah. And so this week on StarWars.com, um, they're reporting that the Academy Award-winning director. You should know this, Nick, because you're the big Star Wars person. Well, I know there's a couple of you on Jeff here. Jeff is. Yeah, but so is Margie. Tahi. I do love Star Wars. And Miranda. And Miranda. Oh, sorry, Miranda. Miranda's bigger fan than probably all of us 
Probably. Okay. Tyka. See, there you go. She's drinking blue milk right now. <laughs> Margie is? Or Miranda? No, Miranda. Miranda. Straight from whatever species that Mark Hamill <laughs> got it from. And, yeah. The bantha milk. Yeah. So, okay. there, see, she knows. I told you. <laughs> they have um, picked Taika Waititi to co-write and direct the Star Wars feature film for a theatrical release, which they haven't told us when it's going to be released. And um, Waititi's Star Wars movie is expected to have um, a theatr- theatrical release. Wow. They don't know when. That's what they keep saying. Sorry. And it is at the time of the era where pre or post Skywalker saga, which of course means nothing to me. I apologize, listeners, but you know that about me. It's it's not something new. But I, I felt like we needed to report on it, and I didn't say, hear Nick say anything about it. And then they have Christy Wilson Carnes, who did Last Night in Soho. That's the movie that she wrote in 1917. She's going to co-write this with him. And so it's going to go directly to Disney+. Plus. So break this down for us, Miranda. Throwing you on the spot. Who, who is so this So first person? of all, Taika Waititi, they pulled him because of the work that he's done in Mandalorian. So he's done some of the more comical episodes. If you've seen Mandalorian, he was in charge of the one where you had the two stormtroopers going at it, you know, bantering uh-huh. back and forth. Yes. Um, Taika Waititi also did uh, Thor Ragnarok, that really goofy oh. Marvel movie. So he's, he's got a... Yeah, oh, it's so good. So he's got a track record with Disney. Um, we were watching on Disney Plus his interview, um, the documentary that they did about the Mandalorian, and he just he loves Star Wars. He loves having fun. Like I, I don't think they could have picked a better director to do their next movie than Taika Waititi. So he's the one behind the whole um, doing your whatever you call it, where they're shooting at the can, the two stormtroopers. Is he the guy that did that scene? That created that scene? Yeah, he, the, the one that's practice? like nuzzling Baby Yoda, like, oh, yes. you know. They're that was priceless. Who probably got shot up or whatever, you know. Yeah, that was probably huh. one of the best scenes with stormtroopers in it ever. Agreed. <laughs> ever. <laughs> like, it was so funny. <laughs> you, because you can relate to a stormtrooper now, for once. <laughs> like, they're people. It just so like, good. I think it goes back to the whole thing where if you go back to any Star Wars movie, there's not a single stormtrooper that can hit anything. No. So they're yeah. just making fun of that. Yeah, totally. It was awesome. So speaking of, can we stay on Mandalorian a little bit? Is that cool, guys? Uh, I, love I know Miranda's got more to talk about with Mandalorian 2 coming out. Is it coming out earlier than expected? I have no idea. I don't know what's going to happen with production development with COVID now, but... Because I know they talked about a late summer release. Early fall. Which if, before... if they were saying that, you would think they were in post-production by now and that filming would have been completed would be my guess, but... Okay. Who knows? Um, eight hours ago, <laughs> it was published. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Thanks, Margie. That The Mandalorian Season 2 has an October 2020 release date. Oh, bummer. According yeah. to who? According to techradar.com. This is Greg. I come up with a nickname for you. That's awesome. We're all earning our nicknames. Um, That's awesome, guys. Uh, let's see here. Mixter, you got anything else? Stephanie? 
Anybody? Um, I, I have one piece of news. We've got Walt Disney Hometown Museum in Marceline, Missouri. Which I've been trying um, to get out and and go with you guys, trying to get a group to go out, back out there. Well, it has been closed, but they have a possible reopen date, which is going to be Tuesday, June 2nd. So Sweet. Starting June 2nd, we should be able to make it out there sometime. Um, they are going to be implementing some touchless payment systems. So um, for their ticketing and everything so that you can remain a little safer. <laughs> but just a few changes being made there and then that will be open. We should go, Stephanie, Vicki. I think, Gina, that would be like an eight-hour trip for you. Not too No bad. problem. Hop on the road and get on that. What is it, like six <laughs> hours, I think, from where you're at, probably to St. Louis? I don't know. Last time I was in St. Louis, we flew in. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't plan on driving. That's a long drive. That's like going yeah, to Georgia. I hate to drive, too. <laughs> Betsy makes the drive into St. Well, you, you probably fly. Fly. You, you Seriously. Fly. <laughs> we drive to Disney World from Texas. That's Nin- long. 19 That's hours. A long trip. That's a long Ooh. trip. I think the farthest we've ever driven is to Myrtle Beach, and it's like, I don't know, I think eight hours. It really is eight hours for us. That's that's good. An eight-hour trip? But coming back last year, it was a 13-hour trip because of there was so much freaking traffic. Oh, yeah, especially through the Columbia, man. Yeah. You get stuck all the time. But, yeah, Mom, Steph, Vic, we got to get out there to Marceline. That'd be awesome if we can shoot over there when they open back up. That'd One of our colleagues up. went there a couple weeks ago. Who? And um, Miss Brooks. And a couple weeks ago. Yeah, on a Saturday because her son has autism. And so and he was, was having a hard time being cooped up. And she Sorry, drove parks him. closed? No, she didn't She didn't even know about the museum. She didn't even let me know she oh, was going. Oh, okay. And, um, wait a minute. Just, oh, wait, I'm so sorry. I, mean, I know I'm cutting you off. Who, who drives to Marceline, Missouri just to get away? They've been doing that because he's not handling this whole pandemic very much. So, so, they, ch- so they happen to choose Marceline? Yeah, they went to Popeye's home the weekend before, you know, where the big Popeye statue is in Illinois. And so they drove there and she sent a picture of me of him in Walt's barn and he was writing his name on the wall. And I'm <gasps> like, you're in Marceline? You didn't even tell me you were going. And she's like, I know. I feel bad because I know you probably wanted to go with me. And I was like, no, that that's not the thing. Did you take him to the park? Because the park... Unless they put tape all the way around that big park, there's no way. And I'm like, you could at least saw Main Street. No, they left there before. <laughs> they left before she texted me the picture of the barn. And they could have, the barn, we know from us, when we bought the ticket into the museum, that's supposed to be the ticket that gets you to the barn. But nobody, of course, was stopping them because it was a pandemic. But he did get to sign his name on the barn um, wall where, you know, the one that Walt had built. It's like his childhood one. I don't think they have anybody checking when you go to the barn. No, I know, but remember they told us that our ticket would allow us to go there. Oh, but yeah, but nobody's ever there. Che- yeah, no one's ever right. over there. Right. And well, definitely weren't there to check the pandemic for the pandemic. And I have a couple more things whenever you get a second. Yeah, go ahead. So last night was the second Disney sing-along, and I made a big faux pas and did not remember to record it. So I hope some of you got to watch it because I heard it was amazing just like the no, first one. It should be on Disney+. Plus. They put the first one yeah. up on Disney+. Yeah, Plus. I don't know if it's on there yet. It, it took about a week the last time. So yeah. My bad but as a mom, I, I got, I'm fired as my 
as my momly duties for right now because I totally dropped the ball on that one. But following that, they had Nick's favorite show, American Idol, um, mm-hmm. on with doing Disney songs. And they, I don't know if you guys got to watch that, but they did amazing uh, singing those Disney songs, really fighting for their life to try to stay, to make it to the top seven. I was very impressed just when I thought that I was impressed with one of them, then they would, another one would sing the songs and it would be pretty awesome. And I thought it was hilarious that Katy Perry dressed up as Jumbo the elephant and her dog was dressed up as Dumbo for that episode. It was super cute if you didn't see that. Um, and like Margie said, I would definitely check Disney Plus because it will probably be on there. Um, but I think it was a week before the other one went on. Yeah, just, I hope it does. She was. We she don't have the, access to ABC, so I hope that it gets up on Disney Plus. She had the costume on during the sing along. Yeah. Oh, did she? Yeah, because oh. she sang "Baby of Mine." Oh, okay. I just, I that was my favorite song too of all of them, just because it was Mother's Day and it was going through all of the different Disney characters with their moms. It was so good. It was so well. It was done. so meaningful. That's yeah, awesome. That's sweet. So that was on, and then if you guys didn't already see, and listeners, if you didn't, I they they put out the gray stuff recipe, and mm-hmm. I put it up on the Mousecapades Facebook page for anybody who was wanting, and I was interested to see what the ingredients were. They weren't anything too crazy, like things that you can just get, vanilla pudding, chocolate pudding, crushed cookies, and that kind of stuff. So yeah, if I you're having a Disney group, do what? I posted it in my Disney group too. Oh. If you're if you have a hankering for some gray stuff, just go on there and get the recipe. And last but not least, um, Hong Kong Disneyland hasn't said when they're going to um, open, but their hotels are taking reservations as early as next week. So awesome! I thought that was pretty positive. Have we discussed how Disney Springs has a reopening date? I think we talked about it a little bit last week, but we okay. I don't know that we knew the date last week. So they're reopening. They're reopening on May twentieth. Yeah. So, like a limited, you know, like the res- restaurants and all that. But so that's kind of exciting. Very. Yeah. Very I, much. I think Hagen does. Does that sound right? Yeah, they have a Hagen does. Hagen does. It's right there by the AMC. They were going to open on the fifteenth. There was a couple places that were going to try open it out. Fifteenth. Mm. Yeah, to open on the fifteenth. So. We'll see. I just opened my Disney World app, and that was like the first thing that pops up. Like, Disney Springs. Disney yeah, Springs what, is opening May twentieth. Well, I think I it's love funny. how you're on it while we're talking. <laughs> like you're over there just constantly researching. That's I awesome. I think it's ironic that my mom never paid attention to anything Disney until she found out she was going on a trip. And now every day I get daily reports of Disney. So I, she must have signed up for something because this morning I got. Did you know Disney Springs was opening? And blah 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 blah. So that sounds good for us in October, right? And I was like, you never were excited when I was going, but now that you're going, (laughs) whoever's Facebook friends you saw that her ears came in and she was all excited about those ears yesterday when she opened them. Speaking of our trip, I wonder how they're going to handle over there at Ohana when we eat dinner as a company. We have 26 people at the moment that are going to be at that dinner. They're going to wig out. It's like the whole restaurant. I know. (laughs) I wonder how they're going to social distance us, right? Or whatever protocols they're going to have in place at that point. Well, what um, are they going to do with family style dining? I mean, right. If you're that, in group. that's a whole discussion, <laughs> especially with the 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 character dining buffets, right? What are they going to do with those? I've never been a fan of the buffets. Um, 
you pay for the characters i get it if you have little ones it's a great place to go to get pictures taken with the characters and stuff and you just got to check your your brain out the door and realize the food's not going to be that great um at, you know as an adult for the but, first time and say, it was amazing say again you did chef mickey's for the first time last October. and so, yeah. i don't i don't have any little kids all my kids are you know teenagers right but we all loved it it was my so husband. I had a really bad experience there, and I just won't go back. I usually will give restaurants three tries. You know, Disney, they have so many of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, I don't know, and they're expensive. I'm glad you had a good time. I've talked to a lot of people that have had, people seem to be like 50-50. A lot of people say they have great times there at Chef Mickey's and other times. I don't know. It was just dirty. And, and I guess I'm kind of biased because I don't like buffets. But, That's uh, house. But... Tusker House is okay. Is it? Yeah, it's it's good. Tusker House is a good place. What did you like? What did you like? So, what do you like about Chef Mickey's, Gina? Well, I mean, my husband's very picky, so it had stuff that he would eat on it. Like, I think he ate from the kids section most of the time. Right. But so him know. and I get along. And then the teenage boys, I mean, they just kept going back for more food and back for more food. But I like the interaction with the characters. Like, yeah, yeah. my son's favorite. And my son is really, really tall. And I'm really short. So he's got these big feet. And when Goofy came over, he was comparing his feet to my son's feet. It was so funny. Oh, that's awesome. And what do you like, Sarah, about Tusker House? That's one of that's one of Aaron's favorite places to go to. If you're looking for more authentic, adventurous eating, they have a lot of options um, there for you, as as well as your standard, you know, kids section where you can get the those sorts of foods. Um, but the character interaction was wonderful. Mickey played hide and seek with us behind some shutters. The kids adored that. Um, uh, I think it was Donald kissed my hand and like it and, like trying to make my husband jealous. It was just the best interaction we had with characters on our whole trip. So let me ask you guys this question then. When you get back out there, you gonna do you see yourself at a buffet if they still have them up and running? Which is still a debate anyway if Disney's gonna <laughs> have, you know, character buffets. But would do you see yourself eating at a buffet? Um, probably not when they first like opened or whatever, but like maybe later on, like December, maybe next year. Yes. Yeah, I think my kids were, I have an eight year old and a six year old. So by the time they go again, they're really getting into rides and not wanting to spend as much time sitting down and eating. So I think we're starting to transition out of the character buffet meals and looking for more, you know, quick service options. Miranda, what about you down there, Disney, Disneyland? What do they got? What do they have over there as far as buffets? I've only eaten at some of the um, restaurants and some of the <coughs> kiosks. Never hit up a buffet out there. I we we haven't. I mean, it's just my husband and I, and we would rather just run to the next attraction than spend time eating anywhere. But um, I mean, outside of blue bayou there's really no place that we've sat down and even tried which you know bad on us but um they have uh goofy's kitchen which is basically the equivalent of chef mickey's at the disneyland hotel um 
I I know there's one more and I can't think of where it is. Carthay Circle. Our friends went to mm -hmm. both of those. Okay. It is Carthay. Carthay is a character buffet? Oh, it's not a character it's buffet. Not, it's a it's buffet. Not a buffet. I thought he was asking. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Is it strictly yes. buffet? It All was buffet long? when they went. Now they, they went December 2018. But so, I booked that for them. Blue Bayou. You got expensive taste there. I love it. That place is. We, we went for our anniversary. We split a meal. And then we got a dessert just to like try it and say that we did it. You um, have to try it and say that you did it. You have it? to go exactly. to Blue Bayou. You exactly. have to. The ambiance is amazing. Like, it's a big, it was a big plate. So like for Zach and I, we were stuffed for the rest of the day. We just split the pasta. And, well, you know, and we if you say, if it's your anniversary or a birthday, they'll bring you a free dessert. They brought us a little mousse, made a Mickey Mouse shaped mousse. It's like chocolate mousse. Oh, it was so good. So okay. I'll admit, Tim and I, we've been on plenty of trips. I want to hear you go. You're going to learn something about, about us. <laughs> um, and <laughs> Stephanie knows what I'm going to bring up probably. But, you know, um, when we go out together to do, like Disney World, we'll pick up pens. You know, <gasps> celebrating pens. No. Oh, we totally will. So we can get free stuff. <laughs> that is wrong. And it works. Is that wrong? It works every time. <laughs> okay, so we had honeymoon pins when we went to Walt Disney World together, and we got right. nothing. Really? Like, huh, we didn't get one free perk. Well, Tim is <laughs> like, like six foot something, and I'm like five five, so they're probably looking at this odd couple, and they're like, oh, they got pins on. Oh, let's go give them a free whatever. It is, it is funny. It is funny. Yeah. It's well, when your dad and I went for our 40th anniversary down to Disney World, we were in Epcot, and we had pins on said celebrating our anniversary. When we got to the American part in Epcot, they called us in, said we had a phone call, and we thought, who would be calling us while we're on a vacation here? I thought something happened to Nick. And when we got in, there was Mickey and Minnie on the telephone telling us happy anniversary. And then they gave us a little certificate that Mickey and Minnie signed, which I thought was really neat. That is awesome. They, um, not this past year, which you would have thought because it was the 25th, but the 24th anniversary, there was confetti on our bed and a card that all the characters had signed. And then they had made us towel animals which uh, we had opted out of uh, mousekeeping. So I didn't expect any towel animals or anything, but I guess the person that came in to put the card and the confetti on the bed to wish us a happy anniversary made a cow animal while they were in there. So those are just the things that are amazing. Um, I wanted to go back to what Miranda was saying about, did you love Blue Bayou? Like it was the best meal ever? The Monte Cristo sandwich, yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm just asking because our friends they went there because I specifically went by people like you guys that had told me that you have to eat at the Blue Bayou. And they said it was good, but they enjoyed Goofy's Kitchen and the Carthay Circle meal far more than they did that meal. They said that it was very crowded. The people were like, which is not going to be allowed now, we know from the pandemic, but they felt like they were sitting on top of the people in the table behind them and there wasn't enough room. So, um, I don't know. I was just thinking that, yeah. For us, it was spaced out, but I like, I mean, I told them, I was like, it's our one year anniversary. And they gave us like a really nice table. We had an amazing waitress. 
Um, I really liked the food. We had some pasta thing and it was incredible in my opinion. Zach said it was mediocre. He said it wasn't his favorite. Um, but you're you're there for the ambiance and the yeah. atmosphere. And right. if you're willing to wait, you can always ask for a water seat, like to be right on the water. So, because if you're further back in the restaurant, like at the, I don't know if it's the front or the back, like where you first walk in, I don't think the ambiance is all that amazing, but the further you go towards the water, right, that's the cooler part. And when we went, we went for our anniversary as well. And like the pirate's ride was down the whole day. And that's one of the reasons why you want to eat at Blue Bayou. So you can see the ride passing you by and right. Like we sat down at our table and right then the boat started floating by and I was like, it's a Disney miracle. Like, this is amazing. Like we're seeing the boats go by. Like it was a magic moment for sure. It was awesome. So I found the pins that Tim and I will bring with us. (laughs) You guys. No way. So little 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 facts. For our listeners, they say happy anniversary and what's the other one? Thank you, Betsy. Happily ever after. (laughs) (laughs) So little little fact, we kinda take advantage of of uh Now you know the real reason that you don't bring Aaron on the trip. Oh whatever. (laughs) Well now Nick, when we go down in October, you still can get a happy birthday one along with me. Because it'll only be oh, eight days right. after my birthday. You're so, you gotta, you got to call that in and tell me you're celebrating. Because when is the week before, mine's yeah. the week. When is your birthday, Madeline? The 16th of October. Mine is the 17th, and Gina's is the eight days after. So we already got oh. ears with, we got birthday ears to wear. You got, so you, you need to get on the And mine is in June. Go. So I'll get a birthday pin. <laughs> your half birthday will be near there. <laughs> yeah. It's my magical unbirthday, right? That's yes. right. Uh, and of course, I'm celebrating yet another anniversary while I'm down there. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, so wrong. Man. It's In funny. so many ways. It's so funny, guys. Come on. <laughs> so the last time we went to Disney World, I don't know how it got on our profile, but I guess somebody put that was my husband's birthday. And so at all of our character meals, they came with like, a card and the first character meal that we went to they brought us a card and had all of Winnie the Pooh we were at Crystal Palace and we're like yes yes it is his birthday but we have no <laughs> idea how it was like on our account or anything but it was really funny so did you book your own trip uh we did go through a travel agent so they probably told them because yeah, but, but my husband's was- birthday is in August and we went in November <laughs> so I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> I you can type in the, in the notes section when you're booking that trip you type in your notes and that right. will populate yeah definitely so I'm getting yeah. a message from Vic Vic saying that uh, we should probably wrap this up I, I agree with you and we probably should wait for the five things until the next episode but can we share at least one thing kind of give it a little teaser is that cool Vic so where we where I didn't know how you were thinking of it because I I actually stole the idea from my friend Gina and I was going to start with number five and work our way down to one. So can oh, we all start with okay. number five? Oh, I didn't rank mine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so you can just why pick one you want to tell. Okay. Yeah, why don't we just each say one and not comment about it and just be like, okay, there that's you go. All right. Hold on. 
Well, you All have right. to say a different one than the first person before you. Oh, well, that could get ugly. Oh, my God. Okay, Gina, go. <laughs> okay. Well, I miss dual whips, okay? I mean, I know I can make them at home, but it's not the same. It's not. But it's my not. friend actually just told me that there is a local um, ice cream shop in Burlington that actually makes dual whips. So she said she went yesterday and she said it was spot on. So I'm going to try and get my husband to take me next weekend. She's making a trip. Margie? Um, I would say the characters, meeting the characters. You know, I, I mentioned last week that I met Belle and that was like the highlight of my life when I was 35 years old. And so <laughs> it's just, just meeting the characters and seeing my kids meet the characters and their right. eyes light up. And I just love that so much. Miss Steph? Um, I miss mobile ordering. I I wish I could do that at my house. I'm tired of cooking DoorDash, what are you talking about? I just want to be like, and food. There. Done. Check. Are you not doing that during this whole crisis? Like DoorDash and you're not ordering food? Delivering no pizza? Nothing? All from my kitchen to your plate. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Sarah? All right, y'all are going to think I'm crazy, but I miss doing laundry at Disney World. (laughs) What? (laughs) It's probably more fun there. Okay, so we went on a very long 10-day trip in January, and we had to do laundry. And we were at Animal Kingdom Lodge, and I had two resort days in our schedule. And those were the two days I did laundry. And there's an app you can get or it's a website on your phone where you can track the laundry machines to see when your cycles are done. So I would just throw laundry in, go to the pool, hang out with the family and get a drink and, you know, sit there and relax and swim. And then when I'd look on my phone and it would be time to go change my laundry out and then I could go back to my room and I could fold laundry and look at giraffes. So, I mean, so I figured you can't it was- that. To get away from the family, Sarah. I have to figure that's probably why you like to do the laundry. Do laundry so much. No, I, I kind of like them. <laughs> that's crazy. Gina told us about that app because they have so, it for the Disney cruises as well, right? Best thing ever. I could go out to the adult section with my husband and I would get a text message that said, Oh, your laundry's done. <laughs> so Sarah's going to do all of our laundry in October. <laughs> No, she's not. No. <laughs> but you know, your dad would get along real well with Sarah because he oh. loves to do laundry. <laughs> what is it's your... Just, every time I put a load in at home, all I can think about is this would be so much better at Animal <laughs> Kingdom Lodge. <laughs> That's a new... I think we got to come up... We, you got a nickname there. Or, hey, but... or a certificate of something. Or <laughs> What is your one teaser? My one teaser is having garbage cans every 30 feet. (laughs) My son loves that. (laughs) Love it. But for reals, music. Mm -hmm. Piped in music everywhere. Love that. You can do it at your house. True. Yeah, but it's not the same. It's not the same. It doesn't have that echo effect. You don't have the people walking around you. Yeah, the surround. Well, I got to tell you, though. I've done that a lot, this this little pandemic. I just put it on and run it through the house. Miss Madeline. Mine would be the fireworks. I, I miss the fireworks. They're just so magical. 
and just make the perfect ending of your day. Yes, they do. Miranda. My teaser is pin trading because we like to oh. find out the new releases on every Thursday and then we go hunting for it. Wow, you're hardcore. I love awesome. that. Yeah, you are hardcore. Is. <laughs> that is. So wait a minute. New release, new release Thursday? Ever Disneyland pins, yep. Wow, that's new information. And that's awesome. Nicholas? Uh, being homeless on Main Street, USA. I, I just miss being in Main Street, USA. If you, if you guys know me, I'm a total dork. I'll sit up at the train station for 30 minutes on a bench and watch or go down and hang out with the Dapper Dans and, and just walk around Main Street. That's my thing. I miss that. Mine is just the bubble itself. Um, mm -hmm. Just being there. I get happy, and I'm sure you guys are the same way. As soon as I see that Magical Express, actually probably when I get in the line for the Magical <laughs> Express, I just get so excited. And um, as you know from last year's trip, we only did a week at Disney and then a week off of property. But we were so close to Disney Springs, we still felt like we were in that bubble and for the whole two weeks. It was pretty amazing. And you just can't capture that unless you've been there. So the line there, Magical Express there at MCO, that gives me anxiety. Because I'm always thinking, based on how long the line is, am I going to make it on this bus? Or is it going to be the next bus? <laughs> you know, I have never stood in line for the Magical Express. I mean, it's Me neither. I guess when we come in, like, there's nobody in line. Yeah, you've it depends been, on the time of day. Yeah, it depends on the time of day. But uh, that's why you just Uber. Just Uber from the airport to your resort. That's for your rich people, not you no, teachers. No, just spend the 30 bucks and do it. Uber Ooh. doesn't have cartoons, Nick. I know. I like the cartoons. <laughs> but you can jump in the car. No one's going to talk to you. and you just. I like that, resort. though. The bus driver, if you get, um, oh, what is Antonio, if you get him, he gives you like a little tour. He's like, oh, and on your left and on your right. Uh, Antonio's the best. <laughs> we ha we've had him two or three times, I think, now. So. <laughs> the same Antonio? Yeah. All right. All right. Because we, well. you know, we go in late at night, so you must have to be. Yes, hours. you do. Well, um, I, I guess it's about that time, everybody. So that will do it for everybody. Had a chance, right, to share what they miss. Okay, um, that'll do it for this episode of the Mouse Pates Podcast. We want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening, and don't forget to check out Friday's episode with Vicky. That's this Friday. So on Ohana, I think uh, unfortunately it's about that time. So peace and love. Have a magical day, my friends. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away Man has a dream and that's the start He follows his dream with mind and heart And when it becomes a reality It's a dream come true for you and me So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow just a dream away. Well, it sounds pretty good. In fact, that's just the right spirit. Our songwriters, Dick and Bob Sherman of the Walt Disney Studio. 
The Sherman Brothers have written many of the wonderful songs for motion pictures and television shows, and I think this song, written especially for you, captures the spirit of the General Electric Pavilion at the New York World's Fair. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Thanks, Say goodbye boy. to the folks. Bye-bye. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. <laughs> As I said, that's the spirit. Well, a beautiful tomorrow just to dream away. That says we're going places. There's progress ahead. 